And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot, Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. This is not only our episode for the day, this is a special recap episode of today's game. Game one of the first round between the Columbus Blue Jackets and your Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, this morning, when we made the decision to postponed, I guess you could say, the the morning, daily morning show episode that we put out to preview this. I decided, why don't we do it after the game? I'm very confident going into tonight's game that the Lightning are going to pull off a win. And I think it would be better for everyone involved, including yours truly, to put out, instead of a preview but do a post-game reaction now little did i know that the game this was going to be the game that was never going to end this was from a hockey perspective this was great you know the action never ended but from someone who was sitting in front of the tv for i want to say Maybe so it's 9.52 Eastern time right now as I record this. I want to say maybe the game was six hours long. And for someone who was absolutely and obviously invested in this game, it sucked. I was I'm exhausted right now. Uh, I'm sure a lot of Lightning fans are too as well. A lot of Blue Jacket fans are as well. I can only imagine, uh, especially when... After all that fuss over Corpusalo making all those saves, he didn't win the game. Uh, I'll take a 5 OT game winning goal for the blue and white over losing like that and getting 85 saves. But we'll just get in that just a little bit. But first, before we talk all about that, I just want to say to all you Lightning fans, here's your moment if you haven't done already. Take a deep breath. Breathe out. Because I don't know about you, but there were certain times during the game, especially as we got into the deeper stages of OT, I was not breathing like a correct human being. I was at one point becoming even delusional as well. So I just felt like this was the game that was never going to end. And now I could finally say after this 5 OT game, because I'm – in my life, I can I could probably say pretty confidently I've never experienced anything like this in the game of hockey. Other sports, yes, there's been some sporting events, even ones that I've been at, in which the game never looked like it was going to end. But you know, after all that, thank thankfully the Lightning won, uh, and I didn't get the cops called on me because every time I think once we got into late into third period, I was just yelling at every shot and 
especially the ones that were look like they were going in and because some some of the chances we're not going to get into all 88 shots that the lightning took on that that would be absolutely ludicrous and we would be here this I could probably talk about that for hours on end but I'm not doing that I'm not going to subject you guys to that maybe in the off season when the lightning hopefully are celebrating themselves winning the cup and we're looking back on some of the key moments in the playoff run we'll definitely probably talk about this either way if they fall short and all that but this is a huge win and i know in the long run right now that doesn't you know this this team played these teams played uh two games tonight basically in length of time that they played and oh man i could and the one thing that stuck out to me before we get into some of the pitiful pivotal points uh, in this game is that the announcers were saying and they were looking for it the entire time because that's their job. They have to speculate and kind of create the drama or the vibe, the drama vibe throughout the game is they were kind of hinting the entire time, especially Mike Milbury, who I believe is probably one of the worst hockey play-by-play commentators in my lifetime. I don't know about anybody, maybe some of you older Fans could maybe put me on to maybe somebody else. Um, I'm not a big fan of the NBC Sports Network team that they normally put out there in-game. Um, it's the in-studio guys that I love hearing. But, I mean, other than Doc that's and Eddie, that's really, you know, I'm not, I'm not really turned on by any of those guys in terms of, you know, their play-calling ability. Um, but it got to a point during the game where just Mike Milbury finds a way to say the same thing over and over again and more times than not the opinion is outdated um, and I I just I was wishing for Pierre Maguire at that point and that might be a mixed bag of emotion of how you feel about Pierre I like him in I guess like I don't have to say in short sample sizes. I, I like Pierre in the proper moment, but when he's telling me where Brayden Point or Andre Vasilevsky played their junior hockey in the middle of a tied game with two two minutes left, I don't care. I don't think any hockey play, any hockey fan cares. I think that's more for Pierre because he has all that information. Which kudos to Pierre. That's great. I wish I knew that stuff off the cuff, but I don't. Um, that's why he has the big job and makes the big bucks, but. That's not something I'm really into during the game. Maybe early on if it's a player that I've never really heard of before. Maybe it's his first game or, you know, we don't know much about him. He's from an opposing team or whatever. Or maybe it's a little tidbit about a lightning player. That's fine. But not consistently throughout the game. But, yeah, this was... I To say it was a crazy game is probably not doing it enough justice. Um, it was... The best way I could describe it, I was talking to someone right before we sat down and recorded this, was that I finally feel what those people in the Twilight Zone go through when they finally realize they're screwed in whatever situation they are, and they just completely lose their minds, and I felt like I was just caught in a time loop in this. It was one of those things where at certain points during the game, and I hate to admit this, but this was just frustration kicking in. I didn't care who won at that point. I just wanted the game to end because at the end of the day, it doesn't serve any benefit to the team who lost this game. That's because 
you're you're kind of burning out your legs, and you still have at least three more games to play after this one. So, and they were hinting at that throughout the game, and bringing back to my point that I kind of went on a tangent about was that they were try they were hinting at guys being burnt out and maybe the mental part starting to kick in and being tired. You forget these guys have didn't just jump into the playoffs right out of the regular season. They had four months off, and these guys aren't exactly as battered or as you know. And some some players that go into the playoffs are have lingering in, injuries. Most of these guys do. They aren't as battered um, as they normally are. So these guys, for the most part, from what I saw, these guys looked very refreshed throughout the game, and that's what really, I guess one could say played in the Lightning's favor long-term going to this game because they are, in my opinion, the better skating team. Some might differ with how the Blue Jackets have been playing throughout this round, Robin, and very early on. And I would love to hear your opinions, of course. Like and subscribe and follow this, this show where they are all available, and that's pretty much every platform where podcasts are available. And go ahead, if you want to reach out to us and give us your opinion about this game, go to LO underscore Lightning on Twitter. Give us a follow, tweet to the show. Let us know what you think, whether you're a Lightning fan or you're a Blue Jackets fan or maybe you're just stuck in the middle and maybe you're, or even maybe you're a, a Canes Bruins fan who was sitting around waiting for your game to start. But unfortunately, you guys have been postponed till 11 a.m. tomorrow. So, unfortunately, no, you will not be able to play. But, um, yeah, we love to hear from you guys. And, of course, tweet to me at APDanker, D-N-K-E-R. Tweet out to me. I'm very responsive. Uh, we like to keep it very interactive here on the show. And go ahead, send us an email as well if you'd like. That's at LockedOnLightning at gmail.com. Uh, do that. really helps the show a lot in terms of liking and subscribing and all that fun stuff. But if you want to reach out to the show, give us your two cents or your opinion or whatever the case may be, whatever you want to call it, go ahead. We love to hear from fans, and we'd love to interact with you guys. So, yeah, this has been a crazy, crazy couple of hours. Um, I forgot to drink liquids and hydrate throughout this whole thing. Um, and it wasn't until maybe the third period where they actually um, were talking about what these guys might be doing between periods, eating, drinking water, refueling between periods, keep themselves, you know, up to par and, you know, not catch any cramps. So that's the most important thing. But like I said just a few moments ago, I think these guys were fine. I, I mean, there was, I think if anything played into this and what these players were worn down from as the game went on, it was definitely the mental aspect and that was definitely frustration um, setting in. You could see it on tons of players' faces. Uh, especially Nikita Kucherov, who I wanted to grab through the TV at certain points. I think that Nikita was gripping the stick way too tight when he was taking some shots, especially on that that wide-open net. Well, I wouldn't say wide-open, but I believe it was an overtime where he, he shot the puck wide, and that could have ended the game right there if he just put it on that. And that goes for pretty much everybody on this team. Uh, but you know what? They got the job done. They scored. Finally, and I think that even though these guys will have the day off tomorrow, much needed rest, um, and then they jump right into it on Thursday, I believe that this will definitely give them some momentum. The amount of momentum, I'm not really gonna 
really go too crazy about just yet. I need to see how they play in game two, obviously. I think that more so this is going to give them some more um, relief because I think that if this team went out there and lost game one, even regardless of the circumstances surrounding everything, I think that they would have gotten down on themselves, especially because I, I think we did a bet. I think uh, someone made a bet from some of the other hosts or someone just gave me a warning, and I, and I knew it was coming as well, that just wait and see how many times people... And I think Eric Erlinson, uh, Tampa Insight, Lightning Insider writer, who friend of the show, we've had him on before. I think he tweeted something, I believe, yesterday that said, take a shot for every time someone mentions the sweep from last year or mentions the word sweep. And <laughs> I hope I hope nobody actually took a shot because you would need to get your stomach pumped or possibly be in some worse shape than some of these players might have been after the game. So finally, let's kind of talk about some of the things that stuck out to me in in this game, of course, I'm not really going to go too in depth. I'm just going to talk about some of the things that kind of some of my in-game thoughts. I try to scribble down some notes at some points in the game. I don't try to go and overload you guys, a listener, with every single play that stuck out to me, unless it was really, really important and led to a scoring chance for either team or denied a scoring chance for the opposing team or this team or the lightning as well actually so let's just go over some of the stats obviously the lightning won three two in five overtimes which is the fourth longest game in nhl history i mean we already talked about how grueling this game was uh shots on goal 63 for columbus and 88 for tampa now i would just like to applaud this lightning team i don't know if they listened to the show or the past couple of episodes uh, over the next last couple of weeks but I said going into these games, especially game one, how crucial and imperative it was that they got off to a good start, created chances for themselves, and just, I look at it this way, I think you no know, matter how average the scoring chance might be, or maybe it might not be a perfect, a perfect scoring chance, I think the, my philosophy at least is you throw the puck at the net, good things are going to happen. We've spoken about this numerous times. If you're a, a usual listener of the show, returning listener, you know already that's kind of one of the things that we always we always talk about here on Locked on Lightning because that's one of the things that the Lightning kind of struggle with, especially early on in games, is really getting themselves going. And they did an incredible job of that. And they, they, they applied the pressure early on, even though they were behind in the goal sheet early on. But... Other than that, I thought they, they played very well in that regards. They did what they also do is they kept applying it throughout the game. Um, they didn't let Columbus uh, take a break in those regards. They didn't take Corpusalo. Uh, they didn't let him take a break at all. I mean, there was a couple of easy saves here and there. I'll give him that where he it was an easy glove save or hitting him right in the pads or in the chest. But I would say out of those... I would say maybe out of those 85 saves that Corpusalo made, I want to say maybe 50 of them at least. Now, I'm sure some of you could have the time, and I would love, I would welcome that if one of you would go out and rewatch every single shot the Lightning took. But um, if you want to do that, reach out to the show and maybe chime in on our Twitter page, of course. I list that off at LO underscore Lightning. Go ahead and tweet to us and, you know, your opinion. Um, but yeah, but I think. 50 of those 85 shots I think were good quality shots where they gen genuinely 
challenged him. Um, but anytime a, a goalie makes 50, 55 plus saves, especially in this situation where I believe he set the record, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, for most saves by a goaltender in a playoff game, I believe also it would stand as well in a regular season game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, a stick tap to Corpusal for that, though. He did a very good job. Um, you know, it's no easy feat saving 85 shots, regardless of the level of degree of difficulty um, for those. But Vasilevsky as well, uh, 61 saves. I thought he played incredible, except for, and I'm sure everybody knows where I'm going with this, that Borkstrand uh, goal from the tough angle along the boards. Um, how I tried very hard not to lose my temper. I understand he hasn't played hockey in four months or whatever, and maybe sometimes for goaltenders it's a little hard to get back in the swing of things, and I totally understand. I'm a very understanding hockey fan. But given the last few games that Vasilevsky has played in, basically all of them that the Lightning have played in, the goals that he has given up, other than maybe that Flyers game, if I remember correctly, if memory serves right, that other than that Flyers game, Vasilevsky has given up some pretty bad goals. And I stated in my past episode, and I think he did give up a pretty inexcusable goal, if you want to call it that, in the in the game of the Flyers. Now I'm thinking about it. Um I believe you know, I at this point, he should be fine. That that's that's goals that especially a goalie at his level of play, someone who, with his skill set and his talent, shouldn't 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 be shouldn't be giving those up. I don't care if he didn't pick it up. I mean, it looked like he had a pretty clear path in front of him. May I think just from what I saw from the the replays, this is just my opinion. I mean, I am no expert in terms of goalie technique. But I know one of the fundamentals of goaltending is cutting off angles. And he didn't do a very good job of that. Um, I don't know. Maybe that was just a lapse of concentration. I'm not trying to speculate here on what was going through his mind, of course. But just from what I saw, I mean, you could look all over Twitter with some of the tweets that were going out there. Um, I was looking at them after game. I've been trying to kind of have a media blackout, social media blackout during lightning games. And... This is the first time I kind of uh, almost stay true to my word, but some of the tweets, I couldn't argue with them because they were right. Um, for I think the one that really stuck out to me, I forgot who tweeted it. Um, if you are the one that tweeted this, please reach out to the show and I'll give you some love on, this, on the Twitter page, on my Twitter page. Um, I think what they said, and I'm just paraphrasing here, for this team to make a deep run in the playoffs and be successful... Something like that can't happen. And I 100% agree. I, I mean, I'm sure Coach Cooper said it. I'm sure some of the goaltenders and some of maybe even his teammates, who knows, went up to him after that goal. Um, obviously said that can't happen, but also said, you know, just shake it off and just move on to the next one. But, yeah, uh, I have to agree with the first statement. That can't happen. Um, especially, you know, the Lightning arm still missing one of their key players. And you know, I'm gonna. I wanted to leave the show. I wanted to end the show like that, talking about that. But I'm gonna talk about it now since I brought it up. Steven Stamkos, um, still a no show. 
I guess they're waiting to see. They want him to be 100%. I guess the injury that he sustained, voluntary workouts, which was originally labeled as a lower body injury, now with the new rules in effect with how teams could um, make public statements about players' injuries, they now list him as indefinitely out. And I just, if I were Steven Stamkos, and I'm not saying he's doing this, I, this is definitely, in my opinion, just because of everything that happened last year, all the history and all the talk that has gone and swirled around this team since then. If I was Steven Stamkos, I I would say, you know, unless he has something wrong, concussion-like symptoms, which, I mean, obviously he doesn't, but unless there's maybe even a – unless, on the other hand, he – could run a greater risk of re-injuring himself and then just being out for the playoffs. I'm saying to myself, I'm saying to the trainer, I'm saying to the coach, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. And I'm not saying he's not doing that, but I, I said on the past episode that I, you know, Hedman was a little banged up. He didn't play the end of that Flyers game. Um, he he did play in this game, which was good, and he played incredible. Uh, I thought he played very well, and. Um, he got nipped a little bit on that high sticking no call, which I mean is no, no, uh, no new thing here with the Lightning. I mean they, it seems like the Lightning get called for more penalties, and I'm talking about maybe twice as much off the top of my head, just from this this these Stanley Cup qualifiers round robin, whatever you want to call them, as well as the first round, the Lightning have definitely got called for maybe twice as much more penalties as they have actually been on the power play, um, which. I mean, there's nothing we can do at this point. The league isn't going to step in and be like, hey, call more penalties for Lightning. They're not going to do that. Uh, Lightning are just going to have to get better at playing on the PK, which they have been. Uh, They were one for five, I believe, on the PK today, which is kind of baffling considering I've – I mean, I don't know how a team gets five penalties unless that team is absolutely not disciplined at all or it's their first game of the season, which the Lightning are – I would have expected out of maybe mid-season lightning, maybe towards the the pause in the season. But this team, I thought, in my opinion, without Stamkos even, um, they're definitely they look a lot more talented. They look a lot more gelled together, especially the new guys who just came in right before the pause. Bogosian, Coleman, Goodrow, um, those guys played very well um, and have been playing very well. But yeah, I. I don't know how long, like what happens, you know, what would have happened if the Lightning lost this game, whether it was a regular timed game or like we saw the Twilight Zone game. Um, I do, if the Lightning do lose this game, do the Bolts bring back Stamkos or if the Lightnings go down in game two as well and they're down 2 nothing, do we bring back Stamkos? When is the right time to bring him back? I they're gonna, He's going to have to play sooner or later. I mean, Let's put it. I I'm gonna be honest, and let because they're not gonna throw him out there 100% in practice. He's gonna he's gonna do some things, and they if they know he can move around well, they're gonna save him mostly for the game. But he's gonna have to get his legs underneath him sooner or later, and don't expect him in his first game when he does come back to score a goal, tally three points, um, put up two two assists. You know, um, don't expect that. Expect a very maybe passive, mediocre game from him. Maybe he'll tally a point there, but really just look for him. And I could be totally off. I mean, we've seen examples of this in the past where players have been 
come back from injury and they've they've just came out of the gates uh, playing incredible and have been a game changer for their teams in the long run. But I, w- I need I need to see Stamkos. I just need to see how he is. And even if it's playing maybe a couple of shifts here and there, maybe limited ice time, maybe it's 15 minutes instead of maybe a, a 28 or a 27 time on ice, I, I need to see something from him. And I think Lightning fans need to see something from him. Uh, I And I think that that's going to be one of the crucial things is maybe the Lightning coaching staff and maybe Stamkos himself feels that he, him being out there would be more of a negative effect on the team. Maybe you feel like he wouldn't be able to keep up in certain situations. and I don't know. A lot of question marks surrounding Steven Stamkos. Of course, we'll be following all the up-to-date, out-indefinitely updates that will possibly and maybe come with as time goes on. But if I had to predict now, I would say... Game two is a game time decision. We don't really hear that that really thrown around in the hockey world. We more hear it more more often in the NFL. Game time decision for game two, I would say definite start um, in game three. I like I said, I hope he's fine, and I'm sure he's fine. He's been practicing with the team, so I'm not entirely sure what could be the holdup. I mean, if he's able to participate in practice fully, which he has been since we reported here on the show about a week or two ago, week and a half, I don't really know what is the holdup. But, yeah, back to that Vasilevsky goal, just, you know, less, and I'm just going to, you know, hit a dead horse when it's down, but Vazzy needs to do better. Um, I fully, you know, maybe he's going through a little something right here, and that's fine, but it's just certain moments during the game, and we saw this in the Bruins game especially, where he gives up these, I call them almost glitch goals, because they're some of the goals that you might see in NHL 20. He gives up these goals, and then he seems visibly rattled. I know he's wearing a mask, and you know you can't really see his expression, but you see it in his eyes. If you've watched enough hockey, you know what I'm talking about. You see it in their eyes, and you just feel it especially if you played hockey like yours truly has. You see it, they're rattled, they're going to get the yips. But him being the great goaltender he had, he is, he just climbs back on the horse and gets back to work, which obvi- obviously is, you know, that's attributed to how good of a goaltender he is and his professionalism. But there might be a game, if he does continue to do this, where he doesn't get back on the horse. Now, I'm not going to talk any I'm not going to say anything more about that. I'm just going to throw that out there, throw it out in Bolts land. Let you guys kind of play with it, think about it. Keep it there in the back of your mind in during game 2, maybe game 3, maybe game 4 and whatever games, you know, how how long this series may go. Just keep it there, think about it. The next time he gives up a a glitch goal, think about that and think to yourself you know, really take a hard look at the look at his eyes and say, is this it? Is this where it, t- it kind of unfolds? I don't think that's going to happen, but just keep an eye on it. <laughs> so last thing before we end things here on the show today, this episode, uh, before, you know, as we're winding down to unboxing our feelings, frustrations, um, pre- post-game thoughts from this crazy, hectic game, obviously we'll talk a little bit more about it 
on tomorrow's episode, so obviously tune into that. Um, Braden Point, um, I stayed on past episodes that as much as I want to see Stamkos on the ice, and I really do, you know, because I feel like I'm kind of this Jekyll and Hyde outside looker, you know, looking in kind of person here. Uh, where my mood on the situation changes. Now, I want Stamkos back today, but then I see Braden Point play, and he calms me down. Though His play, since he finally started to get things together, finally got a lot stronger. Obviously, he's way more conditioned now and better. He just looks like a new a new guy on the ice. Uh, I mean, if you look at highlights of him skating, just skating, even not even doing anything with the puck, off-puck activities, just look at him skating. His stride even now is a lot more fluid, a lot more powerful, uh, and that a lot more explosive. And that's something that I think has really propelled him to another level now. And I and I stated, I believe, during the Panthers game, after the post-game preview of that exhibition game in which Lightning won 5 nothing, I stated, keep an eye on Braden Point. Keep an eye on how he plays because Lightning fans haven't seen this guy all year. I mean, they obviously haven't seen, they have seen Braden Point, the man, but this, he came out of this quarantine a new player, and keep an eye on him. Maybe, possibly, too early to tell Conn Smythe trophy winner or candidate, and so far he's he's played incredible, great hockey. Uh, every time the the Lightning have needed someone to come up big, Braden Point's right there. He proved it once again today, scoring that game-winning goal. Uh, in the fifth overtime, you know, every time I say that, it's still like unbelievable to me that that this game went that long. But he had two goals total in this game. The first one deflected off him, but still, for him to be in to put himself in that situation, I mean, he's he's going to be, I think, the X factor. Obviously, the captain is going to be playing a big role in this playoff run, no matter how far they go. But I think Braden Point's going to be the kind of guy because I'm not too sure about Nikita Kucherov. I think that he felt like a god for that Panthers game. And then, you know, he scored, I believe he scored a goal in the Caps game as well. But it, his production, just his body language, just the his frustration, you could tell after every, like I said at the top of the show, he's been gripping the stick way too tight. You could just tell it in his body language. He's He's trying to be very... He's trying to be very precise when he shoots the puck. Just shoot it. Let your talent take over. Take, you know, take the thing that you've been, you've known how to do since you were five years old. Okay, you're you're a natural born scorer. Let let the muscle memory kick in and stop thinking too much. But I really think Braden Point, as well as Mitchell Stevens, who was a little shaken up in this game, I was a little worried there for a minute, but he came back and good to see that you know it didn't really have any lasting effects on him. But Braden Point. I think is the heart and soul of this team right now, other than Vasilevsky. Um, definitely the guy that going forward now, I believe in this, in these games, especially in this series where, because don't, don't count out the blue jackets. They're going to come out playing just as hard, maybe even harder in game two, but look for Braden point to come out there and either get us on top, carry, carry us towards wins, or maybe even bail us out of some tough situations. So, uh, all around, all around uh, feelings on this game to wrap it up. Just, 
I felt like I haven't breathed in hours, but after they scored that goal, I, I, I f it was unbelievable. I, I still, maybe tomorrow, I'll uh, kind of meditate more on it and see how I feel afterwards, and maybe I'll talk about it on tomorrow's episode. So, But great win tonight, and can't wait to see what happens in game two. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Decker. I'll talk to you in the next one.